Thank you for tuning into the Chapel Valley Church Podcast. Today we wanted to share a special teaching from Pastor Jeremiah Jenin. We hope this message encourages you and builds a deeper level of faith in you. Thank you for joining us and enjoy this message. All right, well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. My name is Pastor Jay, uh, and I'm so excited to be with each one of you. It is good to have you here together. We're going to continue into our service this morning, and uh, we just want to thank you for joining us, whether you are here in person or if you are joining us online. But could everybody just take a moment and let us know that you're here, number one, but also let us know if you have any prayer requests or testimonies by filling out our online welcome card. You can do that right now at chapelvalley.org slash connect, um, and there you'll find other announcements, information, but be sure to check that out and let us know how we can be praying with you. Also, if you have an offering that you would like to bring to the Lord this morning, uh, you can do that at any time there as well at chapelvalley.org. Um, but we do also have an offering box located at the entrance of the sanctuary uh, where you can drop your offering in this morning. Uh, we are really excited because this last week we had our group start up. Uh, this week, and we had gatherings all over. It was awesome. Uh, it was really cool to hear the stories about the, the people that were together, the good things that the Lord is doing, um, some of the new people that are joining and getting connected. And uh, we recently just had, well, we had a membership meeting last Sunday, and really uh, one of the things we talked about is how people are coming here looking and wondering, is this a place where I can find community? If this is a place where I can find fellowship? And we want that answer to be yes. Amen. We want to be a place where we are welcoming people, caring for people, and doing life together. So if you have are not in a group or you would like to be a part of a group, it is not too late. Uh, you can find those at chapelvalley.org, or we have a little welcome center located in the entrance. Um, and then after service, we can help you find a group, okay? We'll answer any questions you have, um, and we can help you get plugged in and find a group that works for you. Uh, also, uh, the seasons are changing. Um, I know I am personally doing a lot of work in my yard um, in this season right now, uh, but we have to get some things cleaned up around the church. We're going to be doing a few projects at the end of the month on October 29th, Saturday, October 29th. Uh, we're going to be having a church work day, um, and so we would love to invite you to help us. We got some things that need to get cleaned up outside. We got some things that need to get cleaned up on the inside, um, and we want this to be a place that is just welcoming and inviting for people, right? We don't want people driving by and just, oh, what's going on there, right? No, we want this to be a place that, that honors the Lord and is a place where people feel like, ah, this is a place where I can come undistracted and experience the Lord for myself. So um, we would love if you would join us Saturday, October. October 29th. We're going to start at 9 a.m., um, but we'll be there for, we'll be around for quite some time. So if you have an hour or a couple hours or you just want to give the Lord that day, uh, come on by on Saturday, October 29th, and let's help us get this place prepared for uh, winter. It is, it is on the horizon. I'm sorry to break it to some of you. Um, if you're like me, I'm like dreading it. I'm like, I'm just not ready. I feel like winter was so long last year. I'm like, I'm, I'm not I'm not in that space yet, okay? Uh, but we will be providing lunch. We'll, we'll uh, do something like hot cider and have that available as well. Um, but bring some work gloves, dress warm. Uh, we could really, really use some help. All right, well, if, who's excited to get in the Word this morning? Okay, good. All right. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. 
uh, Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to be kind of going through an emphasis. As I just mentioned, we had our membership meeting last Sunday, um, and really talking through uh, the mission and really the, the mandate that we feel the Lord has given us here at Chapel Valley, which is discovering life in Jesus. And we hear that, and that can mean a lot of things, but how many of you know the Lord leads us in real time, amen? Like, like we, we can have this general understanding and this general idea of what God wants to do. We have our mission. We have our vision. We have this picture of the things that we believe God wants to do in your life here if you're a part of this body. But the Holy Spirit leads us in real time. And one of the scriptures that he's put on our heart is, is Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 33. And it's when Jesus says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And so we talked about our mission, discovering life in Jesus, and we know that this includes things like receiving salvation from sin and death and new life in Jesus. We know that it includes understanding and walking out your God-given purpose, growing in your understanding of who God is and in your relationship with him. It includes being filled and empowered with his spirit. And it includes being people full of faith and living in the promises of God. It includes so much. And so the question really is, is if this is where God has planted you, and if this is the place that you say, this is my church home, how do we discover life in Jesus? And I believe the Lord is giving us a now strategy for that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You see... How many of you know that in our world today, there are competing kingdoms? Okay, and I'm not just talking about, you know, the United States, uh, our government, or our, the, the wars, or the things that are happening politically. I'm talking about the unseen kingdoms. The things that you don't necessarily, uh, you can't see with your eyes, but the very real principalities and powers of this age. Amen? And there is a war that is taking place. And it's after not just the establishing of the kingdom in this world, it's after your heart. And there are competing kingdoms all over that are competing for your time, competing for your attention to get your eyes off of the kingdom of God and into the kingdom, the other kingdoms, these competing kingdoms. And so these kingdoms want to rule and reign in your life by taking priority in your life. And so we hear things and, and we get these ideas that in order for us to be happy, right, we got to do X, Y, Z, right? We got to do what the world says. We got to do it the world's way for us to be successful, right? You got to, you got to be financially steady and you got to save and you got to have an education or else. But how many of you know, we live in a different kingdom, if you're a believer in Christ Jesus, you are a part of the family of God and you are a part of the establishing of his kingdom. Amen. And so there are kingdoms at play, but notice how we see Jesus is speaking here in Matthew 6, 33. Notice how we see his kingdom established. Seek first. Everybody say that together. Seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. In other words, if we want to see his kingdom established in our lives, in our city, 
in our church, in this place, we must be people who seek first. Now, when it's talking here and Jesus is saying all, and then all these things will be added to you. How many of you know Jesus isn't just talking about salvation? He's talking about all of the promises, really, whatever it is that you're after, the things that you might be concerned about, whether it's your future, whether it's your relationships, whether it's success or, or your family, right? Or how am I going to be taken care of? Jesus is saying, listen, he, he lists all these natural things. This is the context of this verse. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? And Jesus is saying, don't be worried about the things that the world is worried about. Don't be worried about the things that these other kingdoms say you need to get in order. No, no, no. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those things will be added to you. Amen. You see, Jesus is saying, listen, now that you are in the family of God, things have changed. You're a part of a different kingdom. You are going to approach life differently. You no longer have to work for a living. You serve the Lord for a living. And the Lord will provide for you. He will take care of you. And so what Jesus is really saying, he's saying, listen, if you do what God tells you to do, he will take care of you and his kingdom will be established not only in your heart and in your life, but wherever you go, you will be a part of the establishing of his kingdom and the building of his church. Amen. Seek first, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Notice it doesn't say seek most, does it? You know, I think all of us would agree God is important, right? But it's not just about making him important. It's not just saying, well, God, you know, God's significant to me. I I, I go to church, right? I, I make sure I'm there every week, but it doesn't say seek most. He says seek first because Jesus knows whoever gets the first slot gets priority. Amen. How many of you know in Psalm 63, verse 1, where it says, Oh God, you are my God, early I will seek you. I don't know about you, but I have a hard time with that word, early. Anybody else? I mean, I have tried to condition myself to be a morning person, and I am not. Like, early, like how early is early, right? But really what is being said here is, no, this is priority. This, he gets the first of my day. Because how many of you know the things that you give your attention to first often will dictate the rest of your day, right? Maybe you go to, you go to bed at night, you wake up and the first thing you're thinking of is all the things that you have to do at your job, right? Well, what is you, what are you going to do? You're going to spend your time making sure that that gets my first, that gets my attention and everything else comes after that, right? Whatever you think about first in the morning gets priority. It could be a relationship, right? Or, you know, it's really funny is sometimes we wake up and the first thing we do is we check our phones and we get on social media and then we see our friends post. And now we're not only worried about the things happening in our lives, we're like caught up in the drama of somebody else's lives in the mix of their problems. You know what I'm saying? You see, we have to get our priorities in order and seek first. The Lord is saying, We need to get this established. We need to get things in their proper order. And it happens when we put him first. How many of you remember the Ten Commandments, right? Right? This is not new to God. God says, you shall have no other gods 
before me. Right? God wants that first place in our lives. In fact, how many of you know there is a a sequential place that God is saying that he needs to have in your life, and that is him as your first. In fact, pop quiz, who can tell me which commandment that is? It's the very first one. Gold star. Good job. Well done, John. Good job. It is the first commandment. God is saying, listen, before anything else, this has to be true. Because if I'm not first, there will be other kingdoms, other things that will be after your heart, after your time, after your attention. And you cannot fulfill God's plan for your life if we're giving priority and attention to everything else first. God says, no, no, no. Seek me first. Put me first. And then everything else comes into play. Don't just throw me in the mix. Don't just be, don't just make me a routine. How many of you know God is after our heart? He's not asking for, to be appeased. He's not just saying, I need you to follow the rules. No, God is looking to be honored. And I don't know about you, but I want to be someone that gives him the proper place. That honors him accordingly. Amen? Seek first. Seek first, and all these things will be added to you. You know, sometimes I wonder what roles or positions or opportunities we've held on to when the Lord was trying to give us a different role or opportunity or position. Or maybe what roles, positions, or opportunities we've created when the Lord maybe had something else in mind. And for whatever reason, we thought we couldn't let go of that opportunity. We can't let go of that priority. And we think that the one, the things that we are holding on to, it's better than what he has for us. But how many of you know, we must seek him first. We must be led by his spirit, being able to hear what he is doing now, being able to be led by his spirit in the now, not just asking, well, you know, why, what, what do I, what do I need to do? But Lord, if you're saying to do this, then my other assignments will be cared for. How many of you know when we put him first, everything else comes into order? Amen. Ephesians chapter 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. How many of you know God has already prepared good works for your life? Amen. He has a plan for your life. He has plans. He has a playbook. And notice it says that we should walk in them. How many of you know just because he has a plan doesn't mean we walk it out? He has a plan for our lives, and we need to be people who walk in those works, that we would be people to, who do what he has called us to do. So how do we find out those plans? James chapter 1 verse 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Let me ask you, what did we do at the end of that worship time this morning? Amen? How many of you know we need to ask God? Right? Bible says you have not because you ask not. God's not just going to invade your space and just start making things happen. And so many believers live this passive approach to their life and to their walk with God saying, well, if it's God's will, he'll make it happen. But how many of you know that's not the case? God's saying, no, I have a plan for your life. 
that you should walk in it. But we need to give attention to it. Amen? And so if we lack wisdom, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. Everybody say ask. Let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach and it will be given to him. I don't know about you, but there are times where I feel like I have asked God things and I don't really feel like I got an answer. Anybody else? Where it's like, God, what do you say about this? Or what do you want me to do? Or, or how can I approach this? Or, and I don't feel any different. But how many of you know the Bible says that when you ask, it will be given? That's interesting. When you ask, it will be given. You know, sometimes I'm like, well, if God wants to answer, maybe he'll, maybe he'll give me some. No, no, no. When you ask, it will be given. Here's the reality. When you ask, he is answering. When you ask, he will answer. I don't know about you, but that stirs something on the inside of me where I want to ask more of God. Because when we ask, he will answer. I don't know about you, but I want more of God answering in my life. I want to get outside of my head. I want to get outside of my feelings or what I see. And that's where so many people live is just in this constant state of, of well, if God wants to, or, well, what am I going to do? Or this fear or this state of worry or anxiety. And I don't know about you, but I believe the Lord is saying, seek me first. And one of the ways that you seek me is by asking of me. Ask of me and I will answer. That means even though you may feel like you didn't get an answer to the question, or maybe you asked of God and you feel like he didn't answer, how many of you know we got to get beyond beyond what we think? And we got to be in faith that, no, I thank you, God, that you are answering, that you are giving me the answer, that you are giving me wisdom, that you are moving on my behalf. Amen? This is so key. It's such a, a, a mind shift because so many times in the church, we look for a feeling. We, we look for a sense of, 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 well, he didn't say anything, but no, no, we can trust that when we ask, he will answer. Amen. You see, God is more than willing to give us wisdom. So we know how to play the role that he's given us, how to walk in his calling for our lives. How many of you remember Elijah, right? He said, he, he goes to the, the, the kings and he says, it's not going to rain until he said so. And it didn't. And the drought instantly began. You guys remember this, right? God said, it's not going to, or Elijah said, it's not going to rain in this land until I say so. And sure enough, it stopped raining and drought instantly began. And God told Elijah, he says, I want you to go to Brook Cherith and I want you to drink from the brook. And then God commanded ravens to provide for him there. And so the ravens twice a day would bring meat and bread to Elijah. Does this sound out of the box? Does this sound like it makes any sense? Do you think this is a, this is a, a, a plan on how to be provided for that the world would back, Right. Just go into the wilderness, go by the brook, and there's going to be some ravens. They'll take care of you. No, 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 no. This sounds counterintuitive. And so the ravens twice a day brought meat and bread to Elijah. And then that brook where the Lord sent him dried up. 
And the Lord then commanded him to go to Zarephath, and a widow, a widow would provide for him there. Now, isn't this just so interesting? How do you think Elijah would feel at this point? First, he, there's a drought in the land, and God says, go to this brook, and the birds are going to feed you. Okay. Well, it happens. And then where God sent him, it dries up. You know, I don't know about you, but I, a lot of times I feel like I would immediately start questioning, did I even hear the Lord? Did I hear the Lord correctly? Am I, am I out of alignment? How many of you know Elijah was not out of alignment? You see, God wanted to do a new thing. There was somebody that needed to experience God in a new way. And so he sends Elijah to this widow in Zarephath. And this widow would provide for him there. I don't know about you, but I'm like, this, this is just counterintuitive. How am I going to go to a widow and expect for them to care for me? Can't we just get like some big donation from like a Costco or something? Like that seems a lot more, you know, just relevant and easy. That makes a lot more sense. Why are you going to send me to a widow? And so the Lord sends him to this widow. And he moves in faith to obey the, obey the Lord. And he goes to this widow to be provided for. But how many of you know that by the word of Elijah's mouth, not only was he being provided for, when he goes to the widow, the Lord also was using that as an opportunity to provide for the widow. You see, there was something that the Lord wanted to do in the life of this widow. And so he told the widow to take a small amount of the meal and to make a cake for him first. Right. Elijah was representing the Lord in this woman's life to feed him first. It was like the tithe. Right. And then he said, go make the rest of the cake for you and your son. And you will never run out again until the rain comes again. You see, God was using Elijah and drying up things that the original instructions. It's, it's, it's like we get so confused sometimes and we say, is this even the Lord? And sometimes the Lord is saying, no, 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 I'm doing a new thing and I'm going to send you to a new place. Why? Because there is more establishing. There's more life that I want to bring in this time. And so he was, he was teaching this woman how to tithe, not just to separate the meal and make yourself a cake and then eat it, but bring the first to me and then you will never run out. You see... Sometimes we get so self-consumed thinking, I've got to take care of me. I've got to take care of self. I've got to make sure I'm provided for. Yeah, God's called me to some things and, and he's called me to, to work and, and that's it. No, no, no. How many of you know God has a plan for your life and we don't see that plan come to pass until we start putting him first? Psalms chapter 90 verse 12 says, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. How many of you know is the older you get, the more real this verse becomes, right? I, 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 I'm not even that old, and I'm already like, man, I'm like, I, I sometimes avoid it because I'm like, well, the average lifespan, and then I'm, where do I fall on that? And like, time goes by quick, amen? It goes by so fast and it takes a heart of wisdom. See, when you are numbering something, you're organizing it. You're adding a sequence or a prioritization. And we need to organize the days we have left in our lives, but we need to organize our individual days too. 
And so if God has called us to certain roles, how do we organize our time so that we can actually give attention to these roles? You know, I, I, I once had a, I heard a lesson from a teacher who was giving a, a lesson on time management, right? And what the teacher did is he had this jar and he filled it full of rocks, right? And he said, he asked the class, he said, is the jar full? And all the students said, yeah, it's full. And then he took some sand and he began to pour in the sand and it filled in the spaces around the rocks. And he says, is this full? And they're all like, yeah, well, now it's really full, right? And he goes, okay. And then he reaches under the table and he grabs a pitcher of water and he begins to pour that into the jar. And it, it filled in all the cracks in all the little places between the sand. And he says, now it's full. You see, what was the lesson? The lesson is, is that, was that if you can organize your time well, if you can make sure that you take care of the important things first, then you can make sure that you have room for the less important things, right? You can, you actually have a lot more space that you can fill your time with than you thought you could because you take care of the important things first. But you see, that wasn't the only lesson. You see, the other lesson was if you don't put the big rocks in first, You'll never get them in. And so many people, so many believers who have a call of God on life, a divine mandate for the establishing of his kingdom to see heaven here on earth. We come in with this divine assignment with some pretty big rocks. And then we get distracted by all of this sand and all of these other things. And we put those things in first. And now there's no more room for what God actually wants to do. You see, it's important, it's so important that we seek God and that we seek him first, that we put him in the proper place and that we make sure that those things come into our life first. You see, we need to know what the big rocks in our lives are first, amen? Because how many of you know when you go through life, gravel happens, right? All of a sudden, you think you got your day planned, you're like, I'm gonna get up, and I'm going to be with the Lord and I'm going to spend time in his presence and I'm going to receive a fresh word and I'm going to be filled with the right stuff. And then all of a sudden you wake up before you get your Bible out, you look at your email. Oh man, I got to take care of that. And before you know it, you don't have room for the big rocks. You don't have time to seek him the way that you know you should, the way you want to. How many of you know it's not even just enough to want to, right? We've got to actually make priority for the big rocks. What are the rocks that God has called you to do? I don't know about you, but I don't want those things to get stuck outside the jar. I got to give them the first place. Why? Because then I can actually do the things that matter. You see, God wants the first of our hearts. He wants the first of our hearts. How many of you remember when the Bible says, pray without ceasing, right? Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. What does that tell us? No matter what your assignment is, no matter what plans God has called you to do, everybody, if you are a part of the family of God, some of the big rocks for your life include being in the word and being in prayer. Those are big rocks. You see, if we aren't paying attention to the big rocks that God has given us, then we are just subject to the best techniques of this world. We're going to try to solve problems that we face 
like this world, like everybody else. But how many of you know you cannot accomplish a divine mandate with your own flesh, with the power of the flesh? We need his spirit. We need his supernatural power to move in our lives. And the way we align ourselves is by seeking him first, making him priority and being led by his spirit. You see, the Bible says it's not by might, it's not by power, but it is by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You see, I believe, and I'm going to invite Micah and the worship team, they can come on up. But I believe that there is an establishing and a building of the church that the Lord is wanting to do in this time beyond what we've seen before. But it's going to require believers, people who get outside of the sand, who get outside of the water, that we don't get distracted by the cares and the concerns of this world, that we don't get distracted by the wrong things and give those the priority but that we would be a people who move in faith, who seek the Lord in prayer, who get into the word, who renew their minds with his truth. Because when we do that, he says, all these other things will be added to you. And I'm not going to do it the way the world does it. I'm not going to make sure you win the lottery to take care of you. You don't need the lottery. You have me. Seek first and all these things will be added to you. Amen. I'm going to close with this and I'm going to invite you to stand. Let's go, let's stand together. We're going to close with a song here in just a moment, but I'm going to read this scripture over us. Psalm chapter one, verse one says, blessed is the man. Everybody say blessed. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. See, what is this man doing? He's making sure those big rocks are going in first. He's not going by what the world's saying. He's not living according to the systems of this world. He's not living according to the laws of these other kingdoms. No, no, no. My delight is in the law of the Lord. And in it, he meditates day and night. Look at verse three. It says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. You know, as we're talking about this and how the Lord is wanting to build his kingdom, how the Lord is building his church. It starts with people who stop saying, well, I don't have time for God on this here or there because God is speaking. And he's saying, will you set aside all the other things and put me first? Maybe it's getting outside of your normal routine. Maybe it's getting outside of your schedule and allowing him to invade that. And say, God, what adjustments do I need to make? What what things do I need to do in order to, to seek you first, to give you that proper place? Because, God, I know that when I do, all these things will be added to me. Amen? Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have a calling and a plan and a purpose for each of our lives. 
And Lord, I ask that you would strengthen us, Lord, to give you our first, to give you our very best, to give you our priorities, to give you our attention, the first of our hearts, the first of our time, the first of our attention, the first of our resources and abilities. Lord, we put you first, not because you're just looking to be appeased, because, but because you are worthy. You are worthy of all of the honor and all of the glory. And so, Lord, I let go. I choose to surrender and let go of the things that I hold on to so tightly. And, Lord, we choose the life that you've prepared for us. God, I put my delight in you. And as we do, Lord, that you say we will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Thank you, Lord. And by the power of your spirit, all that we do will prosper. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. In my life. In your church. In your city. Lord, your kingdom come. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Let's respond to the Lord. Let's just worship him in this moment and respond to the Lord. Begin to have a conversation with him. Begin to ask of him. Begin to talk to him. He's here. He's listening. And he's saying, ask, ask of me. Let me be your God. Seek me first. Before you go to the experts, before you go to Google, before you go to family and friends, before any of that, ask of me. Ask of me. And it will be given. So let's just do that. Let's worship and let's ask of the Lord. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave Oh, I'm not here for blessings Jesus, you don't owe me Anything that you can do, I just want you. I'm caught up in your presence. Caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy I never want to leave Oh, I'm not here for blessings Jesus, you don't owe me anything More than anything that you can do I just want you And 
I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry when I just sing another song. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. And I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Oh, I here for blessings Jesus you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do I just want you I just want you Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else, Jesus. Nothing else will do. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. Caught up in this holy moment, I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything more than anything. I just want you.
I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do. I just want you. Lord, we say that there is nothing else. There's nothing else that will satisfy the way that you do. Lord, there is nothing better than receiving from you to walk and to discover the life that you've prepared for us. Because, Lord, the treasures that are available in you are endless. They are never ceasing. And you are ever faithful, Lord, to bring your promises to come to pass in our lives. And so, Lord, we say we need nothing else than you. Lord, that you would bring us to that place, bring us to that position, Lord, where we are desperate, Lord, where we are hungry, Lord, and we put you in your proper place, that first place in our lives. We honor you. We say you are worthy and you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name, if you agree, say amen. 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 Well, God is good. He is faithful and he is answering. Amen. Amen. Well, you are dismissed. Before you're dismissed, though, be sure uh, to get into a group again. uh, If you need more information on that, visit the Welcome Center after service. Otherwise, we will see you here next Sunday at 10 o'clock. Put a big smile on your face. Give someone a high five. Give someone a hug. Tell them it's good to see them. And we'll see you next Sunday. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Chapel Valley Church. We want to hear from you, so please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at info at chapelvalley.org. We hope you stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching Chapel Valley Church. You can also stay updated by visiting our website, chapelvalley.org.